When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My name is Don Stott. I am a father who experienced estrangement from one of my adult children firsthand. Welcome to Beyond the Pain, a place where parents of estranged adult children can find peace and healing. In each episode, I hope to share stories that'll help you through some of your darkest hours. To bring this out of the shadows and stop being ashamed. Then to build you up and inspire you to love yourselves even more. Hello, I want to start by reminding you that I am not a therapist or a doctor. I'm just a guy who's been there and wants to help you have a life past our estranged children. If you need mental help coping with this or have thoughts of hurting yourself or someone else, please seek professional help. So I want to start today's show by letting you know I do have a special guest, and I hope that her story will help you to try to move beyond some of this pain you've been going through. We will do this in um, in a couple of different segments, probably three segments altogether. So I hope you enjoy it, and like I said, I hope that uh, hearing Sherry's story might help you to move beyond that pain and to inspire you to maybe be able to help others. All right. Well, first of all, thank you, Sherry, for joining me today. I appreciate you coming on the show and um, sharing your story with us. I I feel like it's really important to hear from uh, different people's perspectives and, you know, seeing um, seeing where everybody's at. So, um, and, and uh, like I did with, with mine, I think just other people hearing different versions, you know, helps them. And then it helps you too. I think, I, I know it helped me. Um, and yeah, that's I, kind of, the, I agree. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the idea so that, um, y- you know, you can do, whatever healing for yourself you can as well. So um, it's certainly not an easy road. 
to go down. So, but I appreciate you being here. Well, I think maybe we should start out by telling us a little, a little bit about you, whatever you um, are comfortable sharing. Well, um, I have quite a story. Uh, you know, I, uh, how far back do you want me to go? I, I come from a pretty dysfunctional family. I kind of was raised by my grandparents and different relatives, uh, mm -hmm. and I now care for I now care for my elderly mother, um, who I never really lived with. And then I have two children. I uh, met my husband when I was young. Uh, I moved in and married him when I was 16. I was emancipated at 16 because uh, I had been taking care of myself pretty much since uh, I was a, a teenager. Yeah. And then um, I uh, married my husband and uh, we had two children and we are still together 37, no, 39 years later. Very good. Wow. Yeah. My wife and I just passed our 20 this past year. So I, uh, you know, so that, that's great. Did you say you weren't terribly close to your mom or? Um. No, I, I never really lived with her until uh, I started caring for her as an adult. When a, when the with the when the topic of estrangement, did you did you know very much about it before before it happened to you? Well, I had family members. My husband was adopted uh, at a very very young age. He was a baby. Yeah. Um, and so we met his biological family probably in, when he was in his 40s. And I think um, that's when I really started seeing us. And plus, I didn't meet my biological father till I was uh, already married. I mean, okay. I met him when I was a kid, but have no yeah. mem real memory of it. So I guess in a way I've arrangement most of my life yeah <laughs> you know I, I knew my mom and uh, I spent time with my mom but uh she was usually gone right yeah my you know it's funny you say that because my my dad I never really actually knew my dad um when I was a little kid I have like a snippet of some memories you know being around him and then the next thing I know I was I was 17 and he had passed away and I was, you know, so it was like, so I never really, sorry, never really did. I never actually put that together with estrangement until you just said that. That's interesting. <laughs> so it's, it's funny yeah, the, I, the things you don't think about sometimes. So. Yeah. I mean, my older sister, I mean, she was obsessed with trying to be in his life or getting to know him. I I could care less. I had a stepfather, which I, I love dearly, and he's my dad. And yeah. he just passed. I, I also cared for him as uh, uh, until he passed in uh, December. Oh, uh, goodness. Not this December, but December before. Uh, yeah. December of COVID. Right. When the, just before the world started going crazy. Yeah. Just uh, about the time my child... I say child, and I, right. The reason why I'm saying child is that he was born as a boy. Yeah. And then he got married, and uh, now he's 
last I heard, I've never seen him this way because I won't let anybody show me. If he didn't want me in that part of his life, I don't want to see it. But when he told me about it, I told him, I told him that I supported him. Uh, it's not my life to live. It's his right. life to live. And I loved him unconditionally. Yeah. That's, that's difficult. Um, um, so I, you know, I, I can certainly, there's a lot of that going on around, you know, as well, but, um, it is very strange. Yeah. I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet. You know, some, some have those kinds of issues and some just like, you know, uh, well, you listen to my podcast, so you listen to my, yes, you know, story. It was just like totally, uh, totally, uh, strange. <laughs> it's totally out of the blue. So, um, so that was kind of the catalyst, I, I'm guessing, you know, with whatever issues he was dealing with and probably yeah. feeling like you wouldn't be supportive or or still love him or, or whatever, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, wow. Okay. And so... Yeah. Pretty bizarre experience how it all unfolded. And it all, I think COVID was the catalyst almost because we were almost encouraged to separate ourselves from everybody in our family, you know, uh, at the beginning, you know? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, you know, no matter how you feel about what, what you think about all that, that, that has got to be, that has had to have caused some of people's estrangement, you know, um, since the last couple of years. So, wow. Um, now, is your your current husband? Is that are you both the parents? Yeah, is that we're both bi- the biological? Okay, all right. Yes. So and obviously... and him him and my son were always there was a lot of friction in their relationship because they were so much alike. For one. <laughs> right, I know my my son and his biological mother are very much alike, and and they they're like oil and water. So, you know, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, how have you been able to cope with it? Have you tried, I mean, I know you said you, um, you know, looked for resources online and different groups and, you know, for instance, the podcast, but have you had to go the route of professional help? No, I, 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 I used to be a counselor. I have a lot of good friends that are counselors, ones that have reached out because now my son he or my son, my daughter, I, you know, it's hard. I don't even know what to say. Right. Um, he took my old job kind of, uh, at where I used to work. Uh, oh, it's, goodness. it's named different now. Yeah. It's named different. He's, but still there's some people there that I used to work with and they reached out to me because they were concerned, um, right. because he's re reimagined his whole life. You know, mm. he's, He's now telling people that he lived in Mexico, that he lived in a um, bilingual family. My husband's Mexican, but he grew up in a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white family. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, he and and his biological family don't speak a lick except for his biological father, who who didn't speak English very well. Right. He allowed his children to be adopted out but he um he didn't grow up around him at all he didn't meet him until he was in his 40s and he only met him once wow wow 
That is so interesting. You know, you'll you in the group that I'm sure you've heard me talk about, um, uh, the Facebook group. There are so many stories like that that there's a completely different backstory, you know, in their lives, yeah, I, and and I'm they hear the, the parents hear this by kind of like you did from other means, and they're like, "What? That is not any." any resemblance to to your life <laughs> so yeah he, he does speak fluent spanish because the woman he married fresh out of college or actually he quit college to go to new york to be with her she's kind of i think what's behind a lot of this she's from peru she grew up in a privileged family with a father who was like the general yeah and you know she was she had you know caregivers and stuff at least this is the story that was given to me when i met her they were living in the basement in new york in her sister's basement illegally oh, so i the truth i don't know but this is the story i was given um begin to wonder now what the real truth was if you know what i mean Absolutely. Um, but you know she she was always privileged she was the type of person when she came into the family she wouldn't allow anybody at the wedding uh, even though I paid for it, um, she 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 pulled them away from family one at a time, you know. And wow, I guess I was last. I, I just heard that so many times that they systematically um, remove people from their lives to get them alone to keep them separate from people. Well, so very beginning, they told me this was good. He warned me at the very beginning. He said, "Mom." You have to get along with her or I won't get to see you. And I'm like, that, right. you're an adult. How That makes me, I mean, I just dismissed it, you know. Right. But um, now I can see she meant it. And I mean, they've been married probably 14 years, I guess. So I, I to turn him into a girl and um, cut me out of his life. Because he was a mama's boy. Right. He went with, you know, he went with me. Every, me and him were close because him and his dad didn't get along. Now, you know, he was chased off with a baseball bat by his dad. You know, it's uh, some of the stories I hear is, you know, he was molested in his room every night by some white heterosexual man. It's like, ooh, how? How'd they get right. in there? How'd they get past the dogs? Because no one can move in our house. We, we've always had two or three dogs. I'm an right. amateur dog trainer. And um, so I, you know, I, we just keep, I keep beating my head up. What happened? I was abused up until I met my husband. Yeah. And he, he did something and my perpetrator never touched me again when yeah. he, something, something happened. But, um, you know, and so I've never, I've always been open and honest with him. You know, I, I as a counselor, that was one of the areas that I gravitated toward drug and alcohol, sex abuse. Um, right. And and in those areas, because of my experience and what I had been through, and so I was always open with them. You know, you talk to me, you kick, you scream, you do this, you do that. And as a person that was abused for many years from a very young age, I understand the fear of telling someone or the shame right. and all those things. But he never had a problem telling me anything. You know, he always was emotional and exerted attention on things. And 
he was throwing a temper tantrum that morning and and I I had a really bad back. Uh, I ended up having to have surgery later, but it was hard for me to get up sometimes and get them to do what I wanted. Uh, we didn't know what was wrong back then. The doctors thought it was all in my head. Right. It had to be a tumor, but but they thought it was all in my head. And so it was hard for me at, you know, he was probably in fifth grade. And so I reached out with my foot and I booted him in the butt. Get your stuff and get out the door. You're going to be late. Right. And he went to school dragging his leg, dragging oh, his arms. And walking around like I had just beat him to death. Oh, my goodness. He told the teacher that I had kicked him, which I did. I did kick him. Right. I'm not denying that, but I didn't kick him. I just right. booted him in the butt and said, get your butt out the door, you know. Like I'm and sure so most he, parents have done. <laughs> and, of course, CPS showed up at the house. I was, I was a counselor at the time, too, uh, working in the schools. And CPS comes to the house and I said, and she comes in and she tells me a story and they had tried to get him to take his clothes off, but he refused because his mom taught him not to take his clothes off for anyone. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm just wondering where all these new things come up, being molested, being beat by his dad. I'm, I'm not saying him and his dad didn't have a rocky relationship. They right. did. It was like you said, oil and vinegar. They were in each other's face until Lauren was probably 16, 17 years old, and they got a, into a great big, huge fight out in the front yard. And Lauren took a baseball bat and was going to hit my husband. My husband oh, grabbed man. the baseball bat out of his hand and started swinging it, letting my son know, get back right now. Right. That story turned into he got beat by the bat and kicked out of his home. And that's what he's telling, you know, my old counselor friends, the whole population. And it's just so bizarre i'm not saying he had a perfect childhood we were not perfect bear of course and my husband's older than me so we you know constantly had issues on certain things different ways of thinking he came from a different right. generation than me. so right you know his was get it done and whoop his butt and i was okay let's talk let's try and <laughs> figure out how to do this and you know sometimes you have to meet in the middle Right. You have to pick your battles sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, but, oh, that I mean, took I, me a while to learn there. that when my kids were younger, you know, because, you know, it'd just be like, oh, they just make me crazy over the stupidest things. And my wife is more like you, you know, so she's just like, pick your battles, pick your battles. Okay. <laughs> but it's difficult, <laughs> but okay. Well, sometimes he had to tell me to pick mine, too, though, because sometimes yeah. I would get, like, obsessed with certain things, too. I mean, and that's what it's about, you know, where I never had really a parent to teach me how to be a parent. And I think that's why right. I went into counseling. Yeah. You know, I wanted to, you know, I didn't go to high school. I, I barely went to school. But when he encouraged me, you know, get your GED, go to school, figure out what you want to do. And luckily, um, I me to do those things because uh, I, I didn't have it before yeah well that's good yeah and um, I wanted the kids to have that I wanted them to go to the same school the same friends everything I didn't have <laughs> right I know when you were um, um, when you were talking about them being out in the front yard and stuff it reminds me of my 
my brother and my uncle, my uncle, uh, our uncle, when we moved down here to Florida, you know, her, him and my mom were my father's brother, obviously, um, him and my mom were involved and, uh, my uncle and my brother didn't get along. And I can, there's a scene like exactly what you're talking about, you know, them two in the front yard. I think my, my brother had my brother or my uncle one had a pair of, uh, brass knuckles, you know, and they're oh, sitting wow, there yeah. wanting to fist fight, you know, and I'm like, Oh, so I, you know, uh, I flash back a little bit to that when you were when you were talking about it. So so interesting that you know it seems to be this kind of thing seems to uh, be so rampant. When I looked back at my looking back in my lifetime, because someone suggested it in the group, and I'm like, oh my goodness, there, so there was estrangement. There was estrangement. There was estrangement. It's it's crazy, you know. Um, yeah. Wow. The and the the stories, you know. Like I said, the I've heard that from people in the group, and I've experienced to that t to an extent. And I, you know, my my son would tell me when he was young and living with me and my current wife that his his biological mother never called him, never spoke to him, whatever. And then when this estrangement between he and I happened, I'm like, huh, I wonder if that was really the whole truth or how he saw it or right. what. It was very telling. So, wow. I've learned some of those things. Yeah, like, you know, you just flashed me to a situation like when my son turned 18, he moved in with his older sister because my husband was married before uh, me uh, and they had two daughters. Yeah. Uh, and they're really good to me. I mean, we don't think alike. But right. They're good to me. They're, they're you know, they, they don't understand this situation either. Right. But Lauren was very close with his older sister, Shalina. They're a lot alike. They're a lot like their dad. Um, they 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 don't they're more introverted type people. They're not the type to uh, you know they they're okay by themselves. They're like Shalina likes to hike in the mountains by herself for for a week. Yeah, which drives her mother crazy. But <laughs> yeah, my husband doesn't bother him at all because he's the same way. You know. Um, and Lauren's the same way. He likes to go up hiking or do camping by himself and doing things like that. Uh, and where I'm more, I need, I want someone there to share it with. And mm -hmm. my youngest son, Alan, is that way. We we want lots of people around us. We can be we can be in the store and talk to a stranger with no problem. Right. Mary and Aunt Lauren are more back, just keep an eye out on people. You know, they're they're not so. Um, that's why it kind of surprised me when Lauren went into counseling. Um, but I, now I wonder, did he go into it because it was easier with my connections or I, I, you know, usually when someone follows in their parents' footsteps, it's flattery. They're right. You know, and I, and, and now I think, oh, I mean, it doesn't make sense. And we were very close, uh, probably a year before the estrangement started. His wife was cheating on him. He didn't tell me about it. He doesn't even know I know. 
Yeah. I knew by the pictures she had on Facebook. Probably a year or, or so, year and a half before that, she was cheating on him, took off to Prague and oh, goodness. France and all this stuff with this guy. And uh, Lauren was coming up here every day. He made pickles with me. He helped us in the yard. He was doing things with us he had never done since moving out or right. since moving, meeting her at least. And so, and he was coming up here telling us what great parents we were and what a great job we did and, and how much he loved us and appreciated us. And don't let anyone tell us anything different. So then a year later or so, she comes back and, and, uh, or she came back shortly after that. And then he started estranging himself. You know, you could never get a hold of him. And then, you know, started, he wouldn't, he wouldn't come up for a holiday. He didn't call me on my birth. Well, she, they got married on my birthday. Oh. Supposed to be flattering to me, but it turned out she did it so that he didn't anymore. Right. You know what I mean? That's their day now. Now it was, that's her day now. Right. So, gosh, was this whole thing a big manipulation? I don't know. And everybody makes excuses for Lauren, like his brother and, or his, you know, it's Marianne, it's Marianne. And I think, well, wait a minute, he's allowing it. So it isn't just Marianne. Now she may have been the catalyst and she may be pulling the strings, but he's obviously allowing it. At some point, he's a grown, grown person. So, you know, he's got to have some responsibility in his actions. It's a mental health issue. Now I start to worry about the mental health issue because as much as people want to push, as a person in in counseling, I wasn't a psychologist. I wasn't a psychiatrist. You know, I didn't have all that type of schooling and experience. But you do learn a lot about it. And I do know in the DSM, transgender has dissociative disorder. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. I, I know the term. Um, did you say that? It's that... It, multiple personalities. Oh, okay. Okay. So like Sybil. Right. Yes. Okay. My sister, because of, you know, the abuse as a child, that's how right. she come, come through it. She, you know, we, she was in foster home the longest and yeah. a lot of other things. And so um, a lot of abuse. I mean, she took the most abuse being the yeah. oldest. Um, I kind of became the mom to the younger kids where she took, she tried to take most of the abuse. Not, I, I also got it, but she, she took most of it. Mm. And so um, she has dissociative disorder where she has multiple personalities and, and you can see her facial expressions change, her eye color changes. Wow. Uh, literally you can see a change in their voice, in the way they appear. And so, I do know mental health is an issue in our family. Right. And my son had cancer. He had cancer oh. when he was nine. Wow. And he had to go through six months of very intense chemotherapy. And this is before, you know, the school rallied around kids. This was before they explained and, you know, you got uh, make a wish and all that. Right. And so you were just in it on your own. Hair. Right. And he still went to school. And he lost his hair. His skin color was gray. You know, he, he, it was hard. It was, it was a very hard thing for him to go through. Yeah. And he went through a lot of very invasive procedures when they, oh. you know, they had to go into his hip bones to rule out leukemia. Right. 
because um, he, he had Hodgkin's disease. And so he had to go through a lot of very intense stuff. And I wonder if a lot of that is getting some of these use. Because he, he had to go through some pretty invasive stuff by himself in a room with, you know, doctors and nurses. And she sep separated him so quickly from us. You, you, you didn't get to see those signs coming on. Right. You know, they lived with us wow. for, for, they lived with us a couple of times um, for, for him to save some money and stuff because she keeps all her money and, and he pays, you know, he pays for everything. But uh, so he would stay with us so he could save up money to, you know, like they just bought a house here a couple of years ago, yeah. um, which we, you know, they wanted to buy one of my houses I sold and uh, they they didn't get to, and they blame me for that as well, or she does. It's like I uh, you didn't buy it. I can't make you buy it. You can't give it to them. You know, <laughs> you know. to them. No, it was my dad's house. Uh, uh, well, it was mine and my dad's house. It was a house I bought for my dad to live because when I took care of him. Yeah. Because um, he had had an accident uh, years ago and he had this little bit of a settlement and I used it as the down payment and then I helped him pay for it. So uh, it was kind of our house. Both of our names was on it. Yeah. Sounds like they were uh, expecting you to do more than you then is reasonable <laughs> with that. Right. They <laughs> everybody, I was trying to rip them off and I'm like, I was gifting you the down payment and I was giving it to you for whatever you know, whoever bidded the highest. Right. Uh, because, you know, I thought it was worth more, but when you go to sell a house, I never sold a house. You should always get an inspection first. <laughs> mm. No matter what it costs you. If it costs you $500, if it costs you 1000 get an inspection first. Yeah. <laughs> because when they, when they bring an inspector in, they, they won't, they don't tell you anything. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was one of the catalysts too as well i guess yeah wow well um obviously being a counselor um had you had you had dealt with other parents that were going through estrangement similar to yours i mean you know before yours happened i yes uh well i worked with a lot of kids i was natalie i worked with adolescents okay worked with the with the courts uh and that's what my son does too he works with adolescents which is kind of scary to me right um yeah he's changed his name and everything um but uh so i would i would have you know parents that were just so tired of their kid and the kid may be in foster care or they may be in ju juvenile detention or whatever and they would meet with me um and there was a few there, there you know i dealt with a lot of situations where you were because your job is to bring the family together right to help them you know help them resolve whatever their issue to meet in the middle like what we were talking about earlier right and so one really sticks in my mind i remember this one lady that i was working with uh, and her son and she's like i just don't know what to do anymore and he you know he's like i hate her i this i that you know and and so i go well what do you hate most so he'd start explaining to me, and I go, like, well, what if you lower your expectations and don't expect so much from her, you know? 
and and I did the same with her and and they finally they worked together he got through his treatment and everything and and uh and worked through a lot of uh talking but you know as a counselor or working with adolescents for drugs and alcohol or any of that your success isn't rated on whether someone gets well because wellness to some aren't necessarily well wellness to someone else right so uh so you know let's for an example and this is an extreme example a teacher told it to me one time he goes so let's say you have a client or a patient that comes in and he beats his wife every day of the week and drinks every day of the week now you got him into class and you got him down to only beating his wife every other day and drinking only in the afternoon you know so success is on helping them make their life the best they can with the tools they have basically right uh, so you know and that's why with my child it's so confusing you know so i'd like to thank sherry for being here again today and for sharing her story with us i look forward to the next episode so stay tuned for that we'll be back really soon thanks well that's all i have today thank you for listening i hope you were able to connect with some of the content if you would like to be interviewed on the show or have some suggestions for topics that you might like to hear please email me at beyond the pain podcast at gmail.com If you are new to the podcast, welcome. You can find it on most of the major podcasting places like Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, and Podbean. And again, please remember to live beyond the pain. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.